Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. We've got some breaking news into the podcast as the first transfer from SMU basketball is in, and it is Darius McNeil, who played one season of basketball for SMU after sitting out the 2019-2020 season due to transfer rules when he came over from Cal. He played this season for SMU, and he has entered his name into the transfer portal. And look, he didn't play in the final game against Boise State. Uh, He played against Cincinnati, uh, but had just two points, one of six shooting. And look, I think for Darius McNeely, plays in 12 games, 7.3 points, 2.6 rebounds, and an assist while shooting 42% and 39% from three-point range. I, I think his role with the emergence of Emmanuel Bandamel certainly hurt. There's no question about that. So his minutes probably got some taken away there. When Tyson Jolly returned, some of his minutes went away. Obviously, he wanted to play a little bit of point guard, but you're not going to take that from Kendrick Davis, I don't think. And then... Uh, it, it really was just a tightening of rotation. And I think Darius McNeil didn't see the role, especially down the stretch in the season. You look at where he was in the middle of the season, playing 32 minutes, 29, 27, 26, 31, 23, and 24. Plays at Memphis, 12, at East Carolina in the final game before the pause, 15, and then comes back and plays at uh, against Cincinnati in the in the. Uh, AAC tournament. He plays 27 minutes, but in those three games, he had a total of 10 points. Things just did not go well for him uh, down the stretch of this season. Then he doesn't play against Boise State. And it's a little surprising, though, just because I think when you look at the future of the backcourt, let's say Tyson Jolly moves on. Obviously, with the way his season went and the way his life has kind of been with the personal reasons that he uh, sat out for this season. There's got to be questions whether he's going to return. Will Kendrick Davis capitalize on a honorable mention All American season and go pro, go go play overseas? Uh, that's a question. But then you look at the rest of the backcourt, and you've got Emmanuel Bandamel, who's the same year as Darius McNeil, I believe, and then Will Douglas, who I got to imagine Will Douglas is going to move on if there's going to be roster turnover. He'd be at the top of the list. Charles Smith, can he? produce at a level to to take a ton of minutes from Darius McNeil Darius McBride is he ever going to come around I know he dealt with a car accident uh early in this year to to derail his second season after redshirting uh, his freshman year and then you add Jalen Smith and Zurich Phelps who are freshmen but Darius McNeil's played a lot of basketball it didn't really make sense to me now he could b- want to go be the top dog and I I totally would get that But as far as the first transfer, obviously this one is surprising to me. SMU season has been over now for a minute. I think this is not going to be the last one by any means. You could see uh, certainly some players move on. We saw them celebrate the graduations of quite a few players uh, with the, uh, the, the virtual senior day that they held. So will they end up, uh, you know, having a ton of roster spots to, to work with next year. I think that's uh, certainly a storyline to watch. They need to upgrade the talent around this team. There's no doubt about that. And they need to continue to evaluate all the options on doing that. And that is something that when, and and maybe look, maybe Tim Jankovic has been told he's, he's going to return, which could be the case. 
but I I don't know that I don't believe that to be the case based on what I've heard uh, over the last week or so. And at this point, he's just continuing to do his job, which he should be. So he's obviously met with Darius McNeil, who put his name into the NCAA transfer portal on Tuesday. And now SMU at least has two roster spots open. They went into this season with an open uh, scholarship. I'm not sure if Jamar Young was actually put on scholarship or not this year or uh, if they just ate it, so to speak, um, with with um, 12 scholarship players. But either way, with you know, I would say Jamar Young is somebody that is not a, a, a counted scholarship player kind of going forward, if that makes sense. Then you have two scholarships to play with. Um, if this is indeed Darius McNeil's, you know, uh, last uh, last time having suited up for for SMU in the AAC tournament, then you look at the rest of the roster. What does SMU need going forward? One, the way Yorinay's late season kind of went, and and kind of how he had to work through things um, and was out for personal reasons as well. Does he return? Does he come back? Uh, that's a question I have. I think if you look at the front court, that's the area where they need to to turn it over. Uh, Everett Ray, thanks for playing. Uh, awesome, awesome young man. Everything I've heard, just great. But he's not going to contribute to this basketball team. Isaiah JC, he was a starter. He's serviceable off the bench. So with an extra year of eligibility, could he come back? Yeah, I could see that. But will he? That's the thing with SMU right now. And it goes you know, back to really, I mean, Will Douglas a few years ago. He's still at SMU. And it's okay to turn over the roster and have honest conversations with players and see if they'll move on. It's a tough school to obviously want to move on from. That's the thing the football program had to deal with with a lot of the Chad Morris recruits. They just wouldn't move on. With Tim Jankovic being such a player's coach and quite honestly letting them do uh, a lot of things that you know maybe the football team can't even do, it's a pretty sweet place to be. But this team, especially if, once again, we're going to talk this up, if, if they're going to return a bunch of talent and a, and a bunch of uh, contributors to 2021 and 2022, this team should be better. And it goes back to coaching. It goes back to buy-in. It goes back to consistency from the entire group of players as well. Because there were some players that certainly didn't get enough. Uh, SMU didn't get enough out of them. Uh, this season without a doubt and with the way things are right now with Tim Jankovic's status you know we've reported on Pony Stampede if you haven't been a subscriber and we've had a ton of subscribers in the last week or so as we've been reporting on this but Tim Jankovic is entering the final year of his contract he is a lame duck as it stands um, unless they announce some sort of an extension which I would be very surprised if they did Uh, he's going to be entering the final year of his contract and they're going to go hard after transfers because they need a quick fix to the lack of overall depth in the program. And so we're going to continue to track some of these transfers that are already emerging uh, on Pony Stampede. So if you haven't subscribed, check that out as we continue to track whether Tim Jankovic will be back. And I think if you ask me, and I'm not going to give away everything, we're we're going to, and and, um, Wednesday morning we'll have kind of our latest findings, I think, from uh, what the discussions have been with various sources about Tim Jankovic's future. So check that out Wednesday morning, but this podcast will be up Tuesday afternoon. Is 
when when do you need to come out and make a statement? Because there are coaches being fired, there are coaches being hired. Kenny Payne being zeroed in on as the DePaul coach, and a lot of people around Dallas and around SMU, that was a name, Kenny Payne. That was that was one where you know that would be a uh, somebody that SMU could could look to and and get rather easily. That's he's got NBA ties, former Kentucky assistant. It's pretty good. KT Turner interviewing for Lamar uh, in the mix at UT uh, Rio Grande. He's getting some head coaching looks. Time is ticking, in a way. So I, if I'm SMU and I'm working through whatever I'm working through with the basketball program right now, you've got to make a decision by the end of the week, and you need to come out with a with a. I don't know if you need to do a statement, but you need to leak it that he's going to return, so that these players that are in the transfer portal already can be recruited. Like they need to be. And that's that's the cold hard facts. Now, is there a chance Tim Jankovic doesn't return? Yes, I still think there is still a chance. But most people I have talked with, with, with where it stands, it just seems like he'd be back. But again, Wednesday morning we're dropping the latest findings, so I'll share that with you guys more for our Pony Stampede subscribers. Uh who are on the message board with us. So check that out. If you listen to the podcast, but don't subscribe to Pony Stampede, check it out. Just a buck for your first month or um, 30% off annual subscriptions. You can get the early going of spring football practice as well, which is set to start here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and there's been some pertinent football news as well on the Pony Stampede message board uh, with recruiting and team and all that stuff. So be sure to check that out as well if you're a VIP subscriber. Now, the basketball team, I think when you look at what happened against Boise State, and I'm not going to rehash it any more than this, but it was very typical. It was very typical uh, SMU, the way they played, the way they started especially. That was embarrassing. It it, it doesn't get much worse than that start. And um, I, I like to listen to Rich Phillips sometimes when, when they're games of importance you know, I, I sometimes I'm in the work zone and not always listening to Rich uh, in, you know, in terms of every game. But that was one of those games that I was like, OK, up the road in Frisco, team played Cincinnati, had some time off to regroup and get better. They ended up getting your back. Tyson Jolly wasn't on a minute's restriction. Boise State had lost four in a row. This is going to be one where if it doesn't go well, I really want to listen to the radio. And you could just kind of sense the frustration in just listening to it. And. But it's not uncommon for for the Sesame team. It's just not. And Kendrick Davis, what an incredible performance, uh, especially if it's his last game. We'll see if it is. There's been a lot of thank yous for a great time in the four years from some of the players going out on Twitter, Ethan Shagwa, guys like that. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what the team looks like next year. But I, I just felt like it was a very typical performance. They didn't get much from anyone else. Kendrick Davis did everything he could, uh, but ultimately uh, Boise State just, you know, was able to execute down the stretch. I mean, the final play was just, was that not very typical postseason SMU basketball? I mean, that was, that was, it it just floored me, floored me watching it. So anyway, we're going to move on from basketball real quick, just because I want to go down the, 
the list of some of these latest football offers. I want to kind of bring you guys up to speed on some of the offers that went out early this week because I do think some of them are rather notable. I want to start with just up the road, Dallas Jesuit safety Robert Fitzgerald. He's got a lot of Power 5 attention right now. He had one of the best, if not really the best, testing score from the Under Armour Dallas Regional. Right now, those scores are really embargoed for us and for the colleges that pay for them. Uh, but I think you'll see them kind of start to leak out a little bit. But look, he is somebody that I saw this fall as well, and he's a teammate of Matthew Craycraft, the offensive tackle that SMU is recruiting from Dallas Jesuit, which produced Branson Hickman, current SMU offensive lineman. So there's some ties here that they could play with uh, and certainly uh, have a chance to be heavily in the mix. I spoke with Robert Fitzgerald about the offer. He was very high on it. Uh, sounds like they're going to start picking up communication and really, uh, really start getting to, um, you know, know the rest of the staff. Garrett Riley's been recruiting him. Uh, he lives five minutes from SMU and he's also got the allure of power five though. And that's something that is, you know, anytime you are recruiting the level of player SMU is recruiting, that's obviously important. We just saw it. Lubbock Cooper defensive end Kyler Jordan just committed to Baylor. Uh, he had a virtual visit with SMU about a week ago. You know, someone that was certainly high on their list um, ends up leaving Lubbock to go to Baylor. That's a tough one to eat for them, for sure. Um, but they're they're continuing to move on some linebackers as well. We talked about Jalen White a couple podcasts ago out of Arkansas, who I really like, but they did did offer an Oklahoma linebacker, Eli McWilliams. Uh, he's picked up a few offers as of late, um, but I was talking with him last night, and he said, you know, there's a, there's quite a few other uh, programs that are starting to come around on him. Washington State is one that he's really talking with a lot, but he's got a few other offers in hand. Uh, and then I was just out at South Oak Cliff, and by the way, if, if you're not if you're not subscribed to Pony Stampede we're pretty much the only people that go out and, and cover these players, you know, live, um, that I've seen so far, if you're an SMU fan. So anyway, I was out at South Oak cliff, uh, watching them work out and there's always stacks and stacks of talent out there, um, at sock and 2023 Javon Thomas corner picked up an SMU offer. He's blowing up. He's, he's got that speed. He's got those wheels, um, somebody that I think you could see him end up being one of the really highest recruited guys in Texas. Uh, he's a little undersized in terms of height, but he's got the wheels. Uh, played running back, corner, kick returner uh, over at Corsicana as a sophomore. Uh, he's a 2023 Notre Dame, Texas. They've all offered now. And so he'll be a tough pull, but SMU did throw their hat in the mix there. Any type of, you know, Dallas, South Dallas kid, you know, will. We'll see if uh, Rashad samples and Coke and really kind of pull that together and, and maybe somehow keep him at home here in Dallas. Um, but I thought that was a great offer. And then uh, they also went out uh, to Tascosa uh, and and offered really uh, somebody who's really on the on the rise um, from the Amarillo area and offered Major Everhart, a 2022 running back. And and this is one where. Uh, he's starting to pick up some steam as well. TCU's do- offered him, but it's a lot of FBS schools uh, and group of fives for the most part. Uh, he's a big play guy, uh, has a few power fives, TCU, Texas Tech, Virginia Tech. Um, but overall, 
Uh, he's somebody that should kind of be attainable if you're SMU. He's got some good height. Uh, he's got a really muscular frame, and then he just clocked a ridiculous uh, time uh, this past week in the hundred. And so he is uh, cooking when he's out there on the field. Really like his big playability uh, that he could bring. And so he's a 2022. Shad Samples is on him. 10 4 300 meters. So you're going to see his recruiting ranking uh, skyrocket as well. Uh, just a really talented back uh, out of the Amarillo area that that SMU went ahead and offered as soon as that time came out. Um, and you'll see more uh, get in on get in on him as things go. Um, but for the most part, that's been it to kick off this week. Um, and then Avion Carter, a 2023. Uh, teammate of Major Everhart also picked up an offer last week, so that's noteworthy as well. They'll they'll start recruiting those two guys and see where the chips fall on them. But that's kind of been the the latest buzz uh, as of the last week in recruiting. We just started rolling out our quarter our our position by position recruiting snapshots for 2022, and the quarterback one is where we started. It was it was uh, really well received uh, by the board, um, and we're going to start doing that for spring football as well. So little snapshots of the position previews and and kind of what to expect in spring ball for for SMU, um, which is uh, about two weeks away now, uh, two and a half weeks away from starting spring ball. April 9th is, is what I believe they're supposed to get started with. So keep an eye on those. We're going to go position by position in 2022, give you some names to know, kind of maybe pie in the sky, dream guys, realistic guys. Um, and, and in the quarterback's case, SMU really offered six guys, five if you want to not count uh, the Alabama prospect, Anthony Mix Jr., that Rhett Lashley offered. Um, all of them, really high-end players. Connor Wegman, Texas A&M commit, Cade Klubnick, Clemson commit, uh, and then Quinn Ewers committed to Ohio State. And then the two others, Braden Locke out of Rockwall and Josh Hoover out of Rockwall Heath, <laughs> right down the road for Garrett Riley, uh, can make a stop uh, when he's allowed on the road and, and see both of those guys if they're still uncommitted when the dead period ends. But... Anyway, that was just kind of a little recruiting snapshot for you guys. Um, continue tracking on Pony Stampede. A lot of good stuff coming your guys' way. So again, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the pod, but subscribe for your first month uh, for a buck. Um, and also leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow us on the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So we're going to wrap up this edition of the pod. We're going to do an old-fashioned Q&A podcast next time. I want to hear from you guys We'll do a question and answer pod, and uh, I will pick some of them to address on the pod next episode. Going to uh, post that on Pony Stampede right now for questions. Submit them on the board, and we'll see you next time. That'll drop first thing Friday morning. But until then, guys, have a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you next time.